Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of Thoughts on Films, episode number 69 of the, the podcast that thinks a lot on films in Malaysia and beyond. Uh, my name is Fikri, and today we have with us here, Eza Mahmoud. Eza! Hey! Hello! Welcome back. <laughs> Been a while. Thank you! <laughs> it is indeed! Uh, I miss recording podcast. <laughs> Kind of therapeutic and uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think it's 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 um, a very introspective thing juga actually to be uh, reflecting and actually going through this this topics and mm. yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. What uh, how are you doing, <laughs> Ezra? What have what have you been up to since we last? Wow. Uh, so now I am uh, currently in Batu Pahat uh, at my uh, in-laws place because I was here for just visiting initially but then MCO starts and the travel um, restriction starts and I mean Adib uh, stays here until I think probably around next week. I've, we've been here for a couple months. <laughs> couple months eh, since as early early October. So yeah, we because I'm not used to saying uh, like for uh, I am a city girl. So being in Batu Pahat in Kampung, it's very mm. refreshing. Pagi dengan ayam berkokok and stuff. <laughs> yeah, do a lot of berkebun just petik petik chili outside of you know in our little garden so i think it's it's a very oh, eye opening uh, experience and yep a lot of <laughs> cooking and eating good food obviously cuz we're at kampung <laughs> and mak and abah is adik especially it's a really good cook so yeah we've been well fed <laughs> how about you sir How 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 sounds uh, everything? No such kampung experience here in Nottingham. Um, <laughs> no no sounds of the uh, ayam berkokok at six or five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Uh, the closest I get is mm-hmm. the alarm on my handphone. Mm. By and large, okay. We're doing alright, keeping happy and healthy. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a so-called lockdown over the past um, few months, but now we mm-hmm. are stepping out of that. And Mm-mm-mm. there are still a lot of restrictions in place, but the Mm-mm. UK being the UK, uh, a lot of emphasis being put <laughs> on allowing people to move about for the Christmas period, so to go out, buy stuff, mm. Christmas and whatnot. And so we are here um, for our part. We're keeping to ourselves, so nothing has really changed there, at least for for me, lah. So. Yes, that's where I am at. Good to know where you are at, Ezra. Sounds like a very, very good place <laughs> Thank for you. you to be in, uh, in life as well. Good, you know, you're, you're with family. Um, a lot of people aren't, Mm-mm. so I think on, that's one True. plus juga. Uh, but I, I suspect you have also continued your movie watching ways, right? Because uh, <laughs> we are, we were in lockdown, or we are in lockdown in the Malaysian context, but. But the film experience mm. continues. Um, definitely, we, definitely. We are going to be discussing some of that in the course of today's episode. Today, the mm-hmm. session is largely just going to focus on our reaction to some of the news uh, that 
uh, involved Malaysian films and Malaysian cinema over the past few, uh, I guess you would say past past few weeks and months, if you will. Some major mm. uh, news have happened, uh, in, in my opinion. Early in November, for instance, uh, we're going to get to the first one. Early in November, we have the film Roh chosen as the Malaysian submission for the Academy Awards in the United States of America that will take place uh, sometime hey. next year. And the film Roh is a film that Eza and I and Muz, all three of us here on the pod, mm-hmm. have uh, seen. And I think at least enjoyed, you and I. Muz, not so much. We'll get to that in a short while. <laughs> but uh, contrary, to, uh, contrary to what you might expect of our efforts in this area, mm. it has actually been quite sparse. So we've only had six submissions, including Roh. Uh, we had uh, Putri Gunung Ledang. Uh, which was in 2004 and then mm-hmm. Bunohan by Din Said in 2012 uh, three years later Lelaki Harapan Dunia by Liu Seng Tat hey. and Reda <laughs> have you seen Reda by the way by Tunku Mona Reza that was the submission for no, 2016 no I, I haven't have you? no I haven't because I think when it came out I was not around I was not in Malaysia I think it's, ah, it okay. came out uh, and I didn't get the pilot version because I but I might get the DVD and I'm still looking where because there's I think there's a few um, it, might, new, it might be on Netflix it is on Netflix what I can't I can't remember for sure um, I, I keep I keep mixing now. up Reda <laughs> and Peka and then both are very oh. big films but they are very different films of course so sometimes if I think Mm-mm. of Peka I realize I'm thinking about radar and vice versa. So, so that might apply here. Um, you might want to uh, check it out on Netflix and then you just give it. Oh a yes, there. it is not on Netflix. It's not Pekka on Netflix. It's on Netflix. But there you go. <laughs> I've done the exact same thing again. <laughs> yeah. Pekka is on Netflix, but not radar. So that's why I was like, oh, because you know when you're because I think. Uh, if you're in the Malaysian Netflix, they also will like, have like Malaysian film you can watch. But yeah, that's why I remember not seeing um, Reda in mm. on on advertised. So mm. I think yeah, true, true. It's Peka, so it's not in okay, it's Peka on on Netflix. Probably in Netflix uh, the, UK. The, I don't know. Probably. No, it's not likely. Mungkin. Film tu pekak Tapi saya yang buta Saya yang tak nampak Atau saya tengok satu benda Ingatkan benda lain pula So Anyways uh, So that's uh, Reda 2019 M for Malaysia By Dian Lee and Ineza Rusil um, And of course Roh uh, By Emir Ezwan um, I'm just gonna hey. Go back to Ezra's review Of the film Just very briefly Because you spoke of mm. the film Or you wrote Of the film as something that can appeal mm. both to the mainstream and to the art house crowd or audience. So you speak yep. about the stunning shots, interesting angles, uh, lovable characters, also with a minimalistic theme um, with regards to most of his elements and whatnot. Uh, I said that it was very symbolic. Uh, I said something about mm. how it's very clever, the layers to what you see on screen. I, I mentioned something about mm. the deer ada rusa yang kena gantung tu kan um, <laughs> uh, 
that that is a, a sign for the death of intelligence apa semua and then Moose macam tak setuju sangat uh, Moose actually <laughs> saw saw the film but he didn't finish it because even though he liked some bits of it he thought it was a bit too slow mm-hmm. so there are pros and cons uh, Ezra what I want to ask you is uh, do you still stand by your original opinion of, of the film Yes, definitely. I think um, I remember vividly how the film affected me like the weeks after that. It was, I think it's it's really one of a kind in terms of Malaysian film. It's really unique to its kind like I've, I've, like I've not seen before. I remember watching probably into Indonesian film yang macam very thematic kind of like the tonality of it similar to I think is it was it possible bisik in the ancestral way do you it has like yeah it has I won't say the same obviously it's a different setting but satu dekat dalam hutan satu dekat you know tempat pasir and um yeah, it reminds me of a very minimalist but very uh, how do you say heavy uh, in terms of symbols and what they're trying to tell how so i think in 2020 malaysian crowd especially has that um i think has somewhat increased the midpoint of probably understanding this kind of film uh i think people nowadays probably receptive of um it's a bit heavy yes it is tapi macam it kind of like a film that you can meet halfway you can you can uh, it's it's not too light but it's falls under the horror uh, genre so mm. macam orang Malaysia mungkin secara generalnya suka cerita hantu uh, tapi this is a hantu yang berfikir sikit or like mystic yang give you things to ponder about it's not uh, just some nilah cerita yang mungkin kurang bermakna but i think i find i find me thinking a lot about it after watching it so yep i still stand by my original opinion so That's if you great. guys haven't watched it you know it's a it's a good opportunity to 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 watch it and mm That's great i like how you describe it as hantu berfikir which uh It gives me this image of a ghost <laughs> macam in, in the thinking pose which is quite a thinker um, and then, and then so got yeah. like bloop <laughs> <laughs> ada mentol itu betul-betul, betul-betul, he said, itu betul-betul akan membuat kita berfikir <laughs> kejap, kita tengok kejap dia ni kejap tak ada kan so, <laughs> mana dia pergi ni aku nak fikir <laughs> anyways uh, what, what, what about other other Are there, are there potential contenders, if you will? Is there another so-called worthy Malaysian film? Is this, in your opinion, perhaps the best of, of Malaysian cinema in 2020? Or what, what is a very interrupted um, 2020 for Malaysian cinema? Or could, could there be other films in, in this context that you might have come across? Mm, I think, to be honest, 2020 for Malaysian cinema has been a very... Cloudy years lah, I would say it's it's a it's a very it kind of like hopeless, I would say. Tapi macam obviously in this pandemic time, everyone has to like grab something and 
get like everyone just need to just stay afloat and with other other more social issues coming up like macam orang tak boleh nak kerja and what not tapi macam yeah including flums i wanted to say the a uh, garden of evening mist was it is it the garden mm. of evening mist Yes, yes, that's right. But it, it's that's a, right. And then, and then I wanted to say, tapi when, when I look at it, it's a, it, it was released in Malaysia in 2020, but then. it was on oh. 2019. Ah, uh, it was oh, released in Malaysia 2020. Ah, uh, tapi, tapi it was actually released in somewhere else first. Uh, hmm. last year. I think ah uh, uh, yeah it was released 29th November 29 in Taiwan and then in Hong Kong and then 16 January 2020 in Malaysia Brunei and Singapore so it's not it's not a 2020 film I guess so I wanted I, yeah I wanted to say that uh, but looking at other potential potential films um, I think Roh is um at the top lah yeah. if you were to yeah. think on the the um this i wouldn't say standard it's uh, a type of standard i think something that has uh, international appeal that is not mm. too uh, is localized but on a it's kind it's um local or like a local film but has mm. a universal and an international Um, it can be understood, it can be interpreted and analyzed by international audience. So I think Roh has that, and mm. I think it's a good thing that um, we send that as our Oscar submission. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, just getting very quickly to Amis uh, Amin Muhammad, the producer of uh, Roh. Um, he he mentioned he he posted on Facebook. Thank you for all the good wishes for the fact that uh, Film Roh is uh, Malaysia's submission to the Oscars. Um, we at Common Pictures are fully aware that an Oscar submission is by no means as an Oscar <laughs> nomination. Only the top five can be nominated. Mm-hmm. Perhaps some media outlets were a little overzealous in their reporting, but I believe this is because we in Malaysia are so starved for good news. Um, yeah, that, that is a good point True. to be pointed out because there are some people who have spoken of it as if it has been nominated nominated yeah no that's mm-hmm. that's another story for another day but but it is a very cloudy picture when it comes to that it can be very um, subjective um, but what is less mm, subjective true. are some of the numbers he shared so he spoke about how we have not submitted on a regular enough basis um, so he spoke mm. of uh, the Philippines uh, who have submitted 32 times <coughs> since 1953 Thailand 26 mm. times uh, since 1984 Uh, Indonesia 21 times since 1987 mm. Singapore 12 times since 1959 Malaysia 6 times uh, since 2004 Brunei 0 um, and then he, he spoke about this uh, he, he spoke of this in the context of our neighboring countries and then mm. I, I kind of misread it because I, I thought he was listing the Southeast Asian films or the countries uh. in Southeast Asia and then I actually messaged him on WhatsApp and I said that uh, <laughs> actually the missing picture which is a Cambodian film it was nominated in 2014 it was one of the finalists mm. uh, it didn't win mm. uh, but but that was 
you know, a Cambodian film or, or one of these international mm. co-productions. Like if you look it up, it will say Cambodian dash French dash whatever lah. Uh. Where the money comes from. But for mm-hmm. intents and purposes, a Cambodian film. But then he said, uh, "Yeah, but I didn't list Cambodia there." So and then I looked again, and sure. I'm, oh, yeah, betul juga, you know. So memang aku buta ke? Macam I really need to check my glasses again or something. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so so we got chatting for a bit. Uh, so that was nice to mm-hmm. just catch up and whatnot. But but that that's the context if, in the bigger picture context in the regional sense. Malaysia have mm. not. Uh, submitted enough times um, quite frankly in mm. my opinion you know and if you look back we do have some good films you want to talk about films that can be appreciated overseas kan uh, suddenly now I'm thinking when you mm. said that just now I'm thinking of film-film Yasmin Ahmad um, so Ooh, Arwah Kat Yasmin that's so true films, but we've as it turns out we've never put forth uh, you know at least something like Sepet ke apa ke um, into the mix mm. so so yeah Um, anyway, says uh, stay tuned to find out. Um, the Academy is expected to announce the nominees on March 15th, 2021. Um, but <laughs> usually for something like this, they will whittle it down mm-hmm. a lot earlier. So it could be by January, you will have mm-hmm. like uh, a, a long list. Right now, it's just like the complete submission, and then they'll have a long list of the, the top. I don't know, twenty or thirty or something. And then they will be screened at some uh, festivals in the US, uh, and then Mm-mm. only after that they will be whittled down to the top uh, five for for the category of best international feature film. So there's something worth uh, keeping an eye on, um, and we will get back to that okay. perhaps uh, when the time is right. Pila pula mengambang, kosmo akan mati. For now, now we are going to get on to the next uh, bit of news, basically. Uh, hey. Earlier, I mentioned <laughs> the name of Putri Gunung Dadang, a film directed by Seo Tiong Kim. And very recently, Netflix announced that uh, Putri Gunung Dadang, Malaysia's first big-budget film, uh, apparently, will be streaming on its platform uh, starting on the 26th of November. Mm. Yay. So <laughs> I was so happy with this news. So yes, yeah. I, I just wanted to <laughs> ask you what your thoughts and feelings are on the matter. But I think you have uh, gotten the ball rolling on that front. Um, wh- why are you so happy about the news? Yeah, come share with us. Oh my god! This. I think because <clears throat> I remember it coming out in 2004. I was what 11, so I I don't really understand about the film and eventually I know about how awesome it is and during the film school years like a lot of people is talking about Pujigun Ledang and very catchy tune and I'm like okay and then I think I watch it when in in my diploma years ago and I I fall in love with it like like Terus macam oh, This is an awesome film Why did I know About this film Like earlier But I was What 19 at the time And then <clears throat> um, It's such a Well made film That is I think Underappreciated In a lot of ways um, And Despite it being Like uh, Winning all these awards And Being sent As the Oscar submission Um, award in terms of ni lah uh, 
Festival Film Malaysia of that of that year, and I think the chance to to be watching <coughs> to be able to watch it back, and I'm like. I think as an adult, Iza would would really really appreciate all the little little things and all the um, devices that they use in the film. And I mm. see it with a whole different eye altogether, a whole different person altogether. I think um, it has that appeal that I didn't really understood before. Now I understand it, uh, and. Yeah, you can see it in the budget. You can see it. I mean, you can. Um, it was made with like what sixteen, sixteen seventeen million ringgit, the, mm. the, and um sixteen point six million to make, but uh it didn't get as much back. But I think, um, in the context of having a Netflix one, I think they're gonna gain some, uh. They're gonna get some money out of it, so that's good, I think. And obviously, I think a lot of people who watch it, um, about what sixteen years ago, uh, are like probably people like me now <laughs> would rewatch it again, and like it can be introduced a younger, uh, younger audience, younger generation who probably didn't know what particular ledang a film. Uh, it's all about so because I have because I remember watching it with my with Adib's uh, younger cousin, and she was like ah pushing on down she tapu tu and I was so mad I'm like, tapi <laughs> in a in a in a in a way that uh, I feel like myself I am responsible to tell her about this awesome film that Malaysianess that uh, that was made in two thousand four, and mm. so. Yeah, it's it's a uh, cause I rewatch it again and I cried, <laughs> and cause it's such a good film and and <laughs> I didn't cause it's um I think there's so many little things that I didn't notice before like when Alanati spoiler plot but there's so many things that I feel like myself oh that's clever oh that's like I think one thing that moved me so much is that. Malaysian yang buat filem ni, like macam wow. <laughs> There's, mm. um, it's a standard that I think other Malaysian filmmaker, uh, should strive and at least be as same or better than, uh, mm. when making films. So. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm just fan fangirling about this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> If only so, we can yeah. get uh, 16.6 million to make the film with. <laughs> so that's probably what we need uh, in the beginning. Uh, and I, I mm-hmm. think, if I'm not mistaken, 16 is the production cost. Uh, they had mm-hmm. uh, a lot of marketing that went into the film as well. I do remember the marketing uh. for the film being quite uh, extensive and therefore possibly very expensive. So there mm-hmm. are people who suggested that the final figure... It's actually a lot closer to 20 million uh, thereabouts in terms Ooh. of the promotion and marketing for the film. So, so whatever it is, um, the film is uh, that. It is now available on Netflix. Uh, uh, some other extra facts on the film. Made only 2.9 million, apparently. Less than 3 million during the initial run in at the box office mm. in 
I won some awards at the Malaysian Film Festival, and of course, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, also uh, one of the films nominated <coughs> by Finas uh, for the Oscars in the year 2004 itself. So yeah, so it does have its uh, significance and meaning in the Malaysian context. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's now good that Southeast Asian audiences can check it out. Uh, also, Yay. another thing, um, good to, to spread the word as well, because in terms of the actual home video copies of the film, it, it was mm-hmm. very, very limited. Um, True. I think you have uh, the Blu-ray or the DVD uh, editions of the film. Only a thousand mm-hmm. copies were made available in a special Blu-ray box set. So I don't know whether it's deliberate or not, but certainly the, there is a sense of exclusivity that surrounds yep. this film. You know, it was in cinemas not as long as you thought it might have been. Um, and it is. it was made available on home video. Uh, again, not in mm-hmm. as uh, plentiful a quantity as you thought it might have been as well. So now that it is on True. Netflix, you know, uh, it seems uh, that it's a little more accessible for people. At least in Southeast Asia, I I, I cannot watch it <laughs> from here. And so unless I turn on the VPN, but I, I don't know if I'll do that. We'll, we'll see. Uh. <laughs> um, and yeah, and if so. I'm not mistaken, the the box set is actually mm. the produ- producer's cut. So it's not the same as the territory. The theatrical release. I was the theatrical release. Yes, the theatrical release. Theatrical release. Yeah. Theatrical release. Yes. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's the specialty, you know, like like being able to just keep a copy, and like only one thousand other people have this. So I think it's a good, it's a memorable paraphernalia that you can keep as, you know, mm. something that you can. Turunkan to your anak cucu If there is yeah. any DVD player In years to come So Yeah Yeah um, Just very briefly uh, A bit more on that film Before I move on um, I think Sok Yong Hin mm-hmm. That was his first feature film as well uh, If you can yep. believe that So So that was his first feature film And when he was first given a chance to pitch an idea or, or a, a kind of complete treatment or script for the film everything was left up right to the last mm. minute that I think he ended up faxing pages of the script to Tiara Jacqueline um, <laughs> you know the night before the deadline or the night of the deadline or something so so I thought that was interesting but it obviously worked for him because he got the job and now many years later a lot more people around Southeast Asia can enjoy the job he did so that's great. Okay, we. I'm I'm still really speechless about that because I remember asking myself like, hmm, kenapa dia orang tak letak pertigulida on Netflix like, like it would be a nice film apa and then now just just I think recently they posted like oh it's on Netflix I'm like yay. So it has been in my mind for a while asking like why tak tak letak kan Netflix I think mungkin dia I don't know, probably they want to do the DVD or they have other projects. But yeah, mm. it's a good news, I think, at least for me, the fact that it's on Netflix now. Yes, good news for you and uh, Adib's cousin, as it turns out. Saya hanya menuruti kata hati. Itu hak saya. Hak setiap manusia. Hak untuk memilih 
we are going to move on to the next uh, and final bit of uh, topic to discuss for today because uh, we do have um, I think not just one but two films to talk about but they kind of come under one uh, umbrella topic if you will and and I think yep. that's worthy of discussion uh, the two films uh, Barbie and the story of Southern Islet um, it, it, it just so you guys know just so the listeners at home have an idea it's it's still very difficult for me to say Barbie without thinking that I'm in South India <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to say that you are that but that's what the word feels <laughs> like you know what I mean um, yes true that I think for Indonesians I, I think it might be something like I share the same like, sentiment <laughs> I think for Indonesians it might I be something like, like anjing uh-huh. um, oh okay so in, understood. in the Indonesian context people say anjing to the extent that it has become a, a swear word in its own right. And mm. I think Mm-mm-mm. I'm, I'm oh, Indonesians might want to challenge <laughs> me on this, but I think in so many contexts for so many people in uh-huh. Indonesia, the word anjing is actually a lot stronger or at least a little stronger than the F word. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can say the F word, really? it can carry a certain meaning. Mm. But if you say anjing, mm-hmm. it carries an extra meaning that is a lot uh, more insulting, perhaps, to certain groups of people. I understand. So, uh, mm. To and for certain groups of people. So, <laughs> but you know, for the interest of film appreciation, here we go. Uh, Babi <laughs> was directed by Name We and the Story of Southern Islet. Uh, directed by. <laughs> Sorry, let me tell you, kid. This is the story. I, oh, yeah. I. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just. Telling like I haven't said the word B A B I for a while because I usually say Kinzir, <laughs> so it's oh, really? <laughs> But for for okay. the sake of the title or the flub. <laughs> okay, so sh- should we not anyway. should we not say should we not say B A B I then? So yeah, I <laughs> okay. Okay, I think for the, for the yeah, benefit can, of, can... of of you here for now, we just say B A B I. How about that? <laughs> I don't, Kins- I don't know. I think I think Arabic that's reason. the title of the like film, so we can we can say yeah. it. <laughs> I, I think so too, but I think maybe that's what name we is trying to do. Okay. Dia nak memberi yeah, ajaran yeah. sesat yep, ni sebenarnya. Dia nak menyesatkan kita ni ini. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I think that's the I think that's the or that's the root root word. Maybe yeah. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Anyways, um, so. Which one do you, can can I can I say as it is or shall I spell it out every time? Which one do you prefer, Ezra? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just say it as it is, lah. Let's just say okay. it as it is. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, so we will start with the first one, the story of Southern Islet. So the story of Southern Islet won the best new director award at the fifty seventh Golden Horse Film Festival. So, for those of you at home who may not know, the Golden Horse International Film Festival, or, or the Golden Horse Film Festival, uh, is based in Taiwan, and it is one of the major film awards in the Chinese-speaking world. So, mm. so this is a major award in in a major awards show, and there's nothing to sniff at. I think. Um, have you seen the trailer, Ezra? Yes, I have seen the trailer, and I think. Uh, I definitely want to watch it, um, because it's in the northern it, the setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is made in Kedah and mm. in this Pohokan, and I understand and spoke 
a little bit, I would say, I think I'm my Hokkien is conversational, so I kind of like understood what they <laughs> they said in the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, I can I can uh, watch it and appreciate it in a different um, <laughs> level. So, That's great. Yeah. And now I'm just now now I'm just thinking of the possibility of whether the film actually they don't speak Hokkien, they just speak a bit of Hokkien, just for the oh. <laughs> just for the trailer, and then people thought, oh, okay. But then suddenly when you watch a film, everybody's speaking Malay. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. But yeah, you, you are actually, you're from Penang, right? Yeah, unless I'm yep. mistaken. Yeah, born and right. raised. So, so um, when you watch the film, uh, or when you saw the trailer, how much does that connect mm-hmm. with something that you are familiar with uh, in, in the northern uh, identity, uh, if you will? I think I I am definitely going to be biased because I grew up in in a in a densely Chinese village mm-hmm. and we're the only Malay family there because my grandmother is Chinese who marries a Malay mm-hmm. man my grandfather and then uh so I'm my mother is half Chinese and I'm already like a quarter <laughs> Chinese but we we my grandmother uh, speaks Hokkien with my uncles uh, and uh, we uh, in my case I kind of understand Hokkien uh, and speak a uh, very conversational basic um, I think I can ask like how are you dah makan ke belum in Hokkien and and very conversational, very very limited, tampuk tampuk ni, very very sikit lah. Tapi macam I think um just watching the trailer and um understand that it is trying to portray a very portray Chinese culture uh, merging with Malay culture and the story of uh, Datuk Kong or Datuk Gong and I think growing up it's I am very familiar with. Especially during in the month of August, where uh, they will, uh, especially the Chinese community will set up like tokong uh, kema that they will do offering and they will do menurun uh, in Malay called ataupun in a more I think menurun slash masuk hantu where they start to be in trance. Uh. Mm. So I think um, it's a very uh, interesting cultural way of seeing how actually we in Malaysia are very um, intertwined and assimilated with different different cultures. So I think, yeah, I'm actually um, looking forward to watch this film and understand where the story or what's the story about. And it's a very, um, how to say, a very Chinese psyche film. Mm. Uh, but uh, it was said as a fantasy or uh, based on just a ch- uh, based on the director's childhood memory and experience. Mm. And, but I think, um, uh, like I said, I'm from a very densely uh, Chinese village, and um, I grew up with Chinese friends, so I have uh, an appreciation towards what the story. Um, would uh, be telling and what uh, the filmmaker trying to say so um, yeah I think um, probably because I'm from Penang and probably the it, the way I was raised and how I was brought up it is a very a unique experience of um, understanding and 
being um, in toleration or being tolerance toward different culture. Mm. And I think especially at this during um, this pandemic, I mean, obviously people just like looking or trying to find the positive in everything. And um, I think by watching this film, it would promote like understanding between different um, cultures and different race. And uh, it needs probably uh, like the first time, like I think it depends on people who uh, want to watch this film juga because hmm. probably they have some preoccupied assumption of what this film's going about. Kenapa Datuk Kong, uh, Datuk Kong, um, why the story of this kuraf, bukanlah kurafat tapi macam it's a, it things that you don't understand kan of about uh, different religion and how um, in the trailer you can see like when I assume one of the character actually in trance and speak in and spoke in Malay, speak in Malay. So um, there's a lot of open-ended question mm. in the trailer that I am personally keen to know about. Fantastic, fantastic. I didn't know that you connect so well to the context we see in the trailer and, and what we've read of the film. Um, but having said that, uh, I don't know how much of that we will see in the final film because uh, according to a report by Free Malaysia Today, 12 mm-hmm. films or 12 cuts will be made to the film prior to its screening in Malaysia. And there will yep. basically there will be some parts that will be censored or cut out and whatnot. And... I, I, to be honest, mm. I don't particularly know which parts, and, and as as far as I'm aware of, there's no uh, news, uh, official or otherwise, of the parts that will be cut out. But I, I look at the synopsis or the context of the story as a whole, and I feel like we will Mm-mm. get the parts about um, the interaction between the spiritual world and and the so-called real world. Ikan, mungkin itu akan dikurangkan sedikit, God. Yeah, probably. And I, and I find that uh, if, if that does happen, I find that to be very sad on a number of levels. The first is that, of course, this is actually a big part of our culture. Uh, it may not be something that fits well with the so-called um, modern idea or, or the Wawasan 2020 idea or whatever it is of the Mm-mm. of the contemporary Malaysian and and whatnot. But but I feel that this is actually something very important that should not be swept away or, or be kept hidden mm. um, from from sight. In, instead, we should have a better idea or better understanding of things um, for the purpose, not just of, of being aware of history, but also getting in touch with our own roots as well. True. So I think that's actually very important. And on another level, this kind of stuff we have seen before in other films. True. So Kiat yeah. Aun spoke of this as uh, Semangat Padi in the film um, and whatnot. Uh, and I think that a lot of this can be connected to what is called the puja semangat, which you can see mm. in, in other films in the past as well, macam selubung dan uh, mm. bunuhan and, and whatnot. So you do have elements of the, of these films where you see interactions with the so-called other world uh, for, for mm-hmm. you know coming through in the, in the form of a certain prayer or something like that uh, for benefits for in, in one way or another. I think that is very important 
So not just for historicization purposes, but also because kita memang mm-hmm. dah pernah tengok dalam film lain actually. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my feeling or my thoughts on the matter for now. Um, but at least it's better than than the film by name we. Now I'm thinking, Shah, <laughs> because of what you said earlier. <laughs> Nak kata ke tak ni? <laughs> Um, but wait, the, before that, I think I wanted to ask like, what if the film is not cut, but it was like what, PG-13 ke, you know, like, will that be another option? Yes like, and no. Did it, like, oh, okay. Yeah, yes, in the sense that it is an option. And these are actually, uh, there are always options in terms of different grades that you can give to a film. Um, but I think it's also very possible that it is cut and still be given the the more restricted forms of uh, classification. Okay. Okay. So it's possible it. for it to still be given P. I don't know uh, PG thirteen as you mentioned earlier, or eighteen whatever, and still mm. have cuts made. Be to cut. It. Yeah. Okay. So, and the same might happen to. Uh, uh, to Bobby. Um it's yeah you know I'm thinking of that as well now um, anyways uh, the film nominated for numerous categories in at numerous festivals around the world uh, including the the same 57th Golden Horse Film Festival in the category of best original film song so so I think that's quite interesting that this one particular festival have seen mm-hmm. two Malaysian films emerge with some level of controversy around them. Um, name with yep. film a bit more than uh, Kiat Aounce. Uh, but this is what I find interesting. According to Name We, the film centers on a real-life school racial riot that happened in Malaysia in 2000 that was allegedly covered up by the government. Um, I, I don't know. It seems like... <laughs> I find it interesting that, that this is the case because I after I heard about that, I, I did a little bit of digging mm. myself. I just don't really know of a specific incident um, of school riots in 2000 that was so bad. Uh, what, what I can imagine is perhaps a number of incidents which could have happened mm-hmm. separately or in different places and whatnot. But it could be that these are the incidents that name we had in mind and he just conflated everything all into one for the sake of for the purpose of this film. Uh, so I think mm. that is perhaps one thing that will be best if we can kind of clear this matter up um, and we might True. get to that in a short while but for now I just want to ask you Ezra you went to school in Malaysia ada ke masalah yeah. macam ni uh, for kids going to school in and around mm. the year 2000 uh, or, or that uh. so-called era I mean again not the exact complete bigger picture but in the context of your smaller picture any such tensions between the different groups of of races in your own school that you can note? Mm, I think it's kind of hard to say because I am fortunate enough to be in in uh, I wouldn't say well-mannered <laughs> but I think it's it's um, it's a, uh, first I went to in the year 2000 I was standard one so uh, when I was <laughs> I think <laughs> I was really um, I think, yeah. Um, I went to all girls school until form form three, 
and I think I've like I said I've been fortunate to go to uh um I think well managed school court. I think there's no um I'm sure there's bully cases uh yeah. in uh like in like going on and happening but I think alhamdulillah I was not uh in any way inflicted or uh be part of or you know, affected by it directly mm. but I think um from what I understand in the trailer and in the film it was um quote unquote allegedly covered by the government so that trying to say something about probably you will never know about this uh and mm. uh, because it's it's um it's allegedly covered by the government so nobody knows um but i think that's an interesting point here and namewe is not like unknown for you know all this controversy and the spectacle of being um uh i think the the enemy of the of the government and um he always he kind of like attracts uh if you if you understand and know about the stories or the the music videos or the film that he put out it has some kind of um provocative undertone or a very very obvious provocative tone to it and i think uh it kind of like i personally feel like it's a um it's kind of like a backlash to the film uh that probably has some um like values to it especially uh about like what the story really trying to say because people are quick to judge and obviously like if you use you know the word babi or babi or um and you do use all this um very vulgar word in especially the posters and it got circulated around without people understanding or watching the trailer or people are quick to judge and obviously like those who know him from his previous works or like have heard of him on things that if that he's done and and the thing that he you know put out there so people will quick to judge and did will not give this film a chance mm. so yeah, yeah. And, and we do have to right. make note of the fact that the film has yet to be screened in Malaysia. <laughs> and and we are kind of, <laughs> in many respects, pre-judging the film as it is. Um, True. It, it seems like it's not likely the film will be released in Malaysia. But even so, a police report has been made against the film, uh, against the film's producers and such, uh, by Federal Territory PN uh, Youth Information Unit member Mohamed Azwan Azmi at the Dangwangi District Police Headquarters here uh, in Malaysia. Uh, he, but he was uh, he was making the police report on the basis of the poster of the film because the the poster for yep. the film contains words Melayu bodoh, India keling, and China babi. And according to him, this insult and provocation is seen as outrageous and is a rude and insolent act. We fear it can cause interracial tension in Malaysia. Uh, I don't know what to make of it, partly because uh, he seems like he's a PN guy, and I 
you know, there's all <laughs> sorts of stuff that you can kind of connect to that. So I'm not so keen on that uh, being a context, mm-hmm. but it is a context that we have to work with here. Um, from afar, it can be difficult to tell, but from your perspective, are people actually really that upset about this film, Eza, in Malaysia? Or is it just a number of people macam yang mengapi-ngapikan something that is actually quite small, but they make it seem big because of their own uh, reaction? Uh, I think yes and no, definitely. Because I remember when the first the poster first came out, like it was all over the WhatsApp groups. Like I'm like, why are everyone sharing this? Like, oh, this is um, I think, you know, people just want to share and how, uh, we should boycott and like, <clears throat> ask for you know, this film to be uh, asked us to be taken action towards name we. Uh, but then, like, it's just the poster. And mm. I think, especially now, in, I can't help but to, you know, say this, but during this COVID, everyone is just need in need of, in need of, you know, positive affirmation. And, you know, everyone have been at home, lonely, and, you know, living our lives during MCO. So people in need of positive news and mm. when this came out people are just so fed up and quick to judge because I think everyone uh, is is has some level of stress in them like I know especially the number of cases in Malaysia really significantly this past few weeks and months mm. so uh, number of COVID cases so I think it really it, it's a very bad timing uh, for this film and um, people who don't watch the trailer and people who just you know circulate the poster and obviously it is offensive if you don't if you take it just as it is and not uh, understand the context um, mm. and I think because um, especially in Malaysia it's political um what do you say? It's political events and whatnot. <laughs> it's still not settled. Uh, tapi everyone is just trying to live our life with this pandemic and and, and focus on things that really matters. Um, despite being in, you know, COVID, tiba-tiba ada close contact with you know some uh, people who is a carrier of COVID. So it's it's a lot to take in actually, um, and. And you came across this poster with a lot of vulgar words onto it. Or, or, like, you can't help but to be... Nila could be... To feel, like, uh, insulted. And I understand where people coming from. Um, and... Tapi, like, it's kind of, like, ironic. If you watch in the in the trailer, like, it's a, it's a Malay guy saying this Barbie words. So, I'm mm. like... So it's it's uh yeah people um I think it's just the wrong timing and I think I think another thing is like when they say oh for every publicity is a good publicity even if it's not good so I think it does help this film uh it although it's not all positive like like uh, in but it does help market the film. Hmm. People who don't really know about the film now know what this film or know that Namewee is, you know, 
coming out with this film. Those who don't really know or follow anything about Namvi before, now know that there's this film called BABI. Um, yeah. So... That's a very good yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's, I think... Mm. That also makes me think that you and I, as a, who should make a film targeted for the, <laughs> Indone- for the Indonesian audience, and we should call uh-huh. it Anjing. <laughs> Anjing. <laughs> anjing. I don't be so bad saying the word anjing. Anjing, eh? You do feel bad is, saying the word? It was, eh? Uh, no, I think it's like saying kucing. It I, is. I it is I'm... exactly that, right? <laughs> but, but for Indonesians... If you really want to insult mm. them, it's, it's just them. there. And even if you just want to insult no one in particular, like something happened, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know, for the, you get stuck in traffic jam. You thought, oh, the jam, it, the, the road's not going to be much it. And then you turn the corner and then suddenly there's all these red lights you see from all the other cars and whatnot. And then it's like, you know, uh-huh. you're going to be stuck there for the next 30 minutes. It's like, anjing. You know, it's like, people can really <laughs> put some stank into it. And and really make yeah. it sound so insulting and offensive. So, so it's something to think about. <laughs> uh, anyways, for my part, you, I think you're right. I think, quite frankly, he's happy to be banned. Uh, he can be a kind of martyr for some kind of freedom of speech. If you baca buku Amir Muhammad, and if you open the first few pages, it will have his profile. And... And a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the profile would have something to do with the fact that he has been banned. I think at least twice <laughs> or two of his films. So that's you know they they wear it like a badge of honor, you know, for, mm-hmm. for some artists. Uh, and and it's seen in this case for for Name We is actually perhaps as you pointed out a good marketing tactic. So mm. so yeah. Well done, name we. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Also, just very quickly, uh, for those who may be interested to find out more um, about this subject matter, I, I don't know about the film Babi and, and the context or, or the actual historical connotations the, uh, as, as asserted by the film, but there's another film mm. called Gadoh by Brenda Danker and Namrun, which also Yay. touches on the very same issue uh, you know, of of uh, race, gangs, and and yeah, fights yeah, I and remember watching it. Remember mm-hmm. I think I remember watching it. A couple yeah, of years it was back. made in twenty twenty ten, thereabouts, around about there. Um, anyway, so it's it's not the the newest of films, but it is there. Uh, it touches on the same subject matter. So if you kind of want to find out more, do check that out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Because for now, we are done for today's episode. Um, That was a good one. (laughs) But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for the time that you have uh, decided to spend with us. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Ezra. Say goodbye, Ezra. Hey, goodbye, everyone. Have a good one. (laughs) Yes, uh, have a good one. And it's a goodbye from me as well. Uh, Take care and we'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Everything is okay. I just want to play.